silly. Hi, Pamela. How are you? I'm doing well. I don't know if you've been reading any ratings reviews. I just want to say yes. thank you to our fans and followers. Thank you, thank you so much for taking time to rate us and uh-huh. review us. Some of those reviews, just, oh my gosh, it just makes me smile. It makes me so, so happy to hear that people are enjoying I agree. this. We're having a blast. Oh my God, like just editing. Just to edit the last episode where we were talking about my big sister, one of my first cases. Just even to do the editing, I had as much fun just editing Uh that, getting ready to get it out to you guys as I did recording it. It is so much fun for us. Thank you for listening. We love it. And it's so fun to hear from you guys. I'm getting some messages and run into people and they make comments. And it's so fun for us to hear back from you guys. So thank you. Thank you. And I love it that um, they feel like our podcast is a little different, even though it's a crime based. It it is. Uh It is because, you know, no disrespect, but I laugh through most of it. It's a little different. (laughs) So thank you. Yeah, Yeah, we mean no disrespect to the serious crimes that are happening. Keep subscribing. Please keep responding. We love it. We love it. Oh, yeah, please. And if you're enjoying it, share it. Talk to people about it. Let's keep it rolling. So today's episode is more serious. I think my favorite part of this case is the PI tip, and that comes at the end. So you got to listen to them to get it. I think you'll like it. This is one of my very first cases, not first cases in the business, but first cases in the criminal world. And this case was, oh man, this was big time news because we had a division one at the University of Utah football. We had one of their big football players that was charged with attempted murder and aggravated assault. Oh. Two second degree felonies. Serious stuff. Yes. Very serious I mean, anytime someone has the world by the tail and they screw it up like that, especially if it's an athlete mm-hmm. that hurts someone, it gets the world's attention. And it had it had everyone's attention. It was front page news. And I truly, this was like the second criminal case I had. Oh, wow. And Jack called, asked me if I could do this. And I was so excited, like, Mm -hmm. wow, I can't wait to hear, like, what happened, how this kid got to this place. Yeah. And he was out of jail, but he'd been able to post bail because he grew up upper middle class and he walked on the Utah football team and he was so good that they had actually just given him a scholarship. Oh, wow. That doesn't happen. No. It doesn't. Uh It's a big deal. Yeah, that's huge. And he was absolutely thrilled to have gotten to that place Mm -hmm. that wow now they want me here they're actually paying me paying for my schooling to be here and it kind of like for me I related to it a bit because when I went to BYU I actually went on saxophone scholarships oh wow and at the time my parents which was really cool I was really proud of that because I was the only sax player that they gave a scholarship to, so it was a big deal. Oh, that's way cool. And then. yeah, thank you. It, yeah, it was really cool. And BYU's music program was ranked like third in the country at the time. I don't. I'm sure they're still way up there. Mm-hmm. But my parents at the time had money, so I didn't really need the money. I was just totally flattered mm-hmm. that they wanted me that bad. And then I switched over to psychology and lost my scholarship. Oh, which was okay because I, like I say, my parents were helping yeah. me. But then, then my dad had some really bad business deals, and then all of a sudden, we they were totally broke. Oh, and no. And then I really needed the scholarship. Uh-huh. Like, oh, crap. Like, 
ah, maybe I will keep playing for my for my food yes, for my dinner yes, here. Uh-huh. But but I didn't. I stayed and finished in psychology. But I related to that kid in like how excited you are that someone wants you to be there enough that they pay mm-hmm. you. So when I first met him, oh man, he's young, like 19 years old. Okay. Like I say, he's out on bail. I go to the house and the mom answers the door and I said, I, you know, I'm here to see Luke. I'm the, his investigator. And so she goes and gets Luke and we sit at their dinner table to do the interview. I, I mean, when he came walking in the room, he's like 6'2", 240 at mm-hmm. least, like muscle, really mm-hmm. muscly kid. You can imagine a sure. G1 yeah. lineman. And, oh, man, he and he was a good-looking kid. Yeah. So I start talking to him, and I say, okay, now tell me what happened. Well, the newspapers reported that a bunch of college kids were at a party on the east side of town at a home, and there was obviously some huge, huge conflict. And my client hit this kid. <laughs> it wasn't really, I wouldn't call it a fight so much as... An attack? Like I mean, it was a fight, but... It was more of an attack. It was way more of an attack. So what I knew before I got to the house, from the news and everything else, that my client, Luke, had hit this kid in the head with a bat. Oh, It was a small bat. Yeah. Was it a wood bat? Yeah. Oh, no. It was a wood bat. You know, like those little, like, kind of decorative bats that people will have? It's not a full-size bat. It's probably, like, a third of a size where they give them out like a, at a baseball game if you come if you're one of the first 200. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. That kind of thing. But it's actually it is like a bat. Yeah, it's and a if, bat. You know, it's, if they, yeah. everyone thinks like, oh, that's not a weapon. Oh. Look yeah. at the baton that police have on their hips. It's yes. very similar to that, like yep. that length. Right. And so my client, when the police interviewed him, and this was in the newspapers, his statement to police was. I did what I had to do because I thought that they were coming after me with a gun. So then they investigate this whole thing. This was early wow. in my criminal career. Okay. And so it wasn't like there were cameras everywhere. Now everyone's house has a ring camera and technology has changed a lot just in exactly. like 10 years. Nonetheless, like 25, 30. All the phones have cameras and videos. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. All the kids have sure. phones. Back then... Mm-hmm. All the phones did not have cameras on them. You're lucky to have a cell phone. So we're just going from statements. And my client Luke's statement, of course, is, hey, I did what I had to do. I thought I was going to be attacked. I thought this kid had a gun. Mm -hmm. Well, as I start talking to him, what I learned was this. He was at this party with a bunch of college kids. Now, at the time, he was 19 years old. So he's young. Right. Too young to be drinking. Right. So he shouldn't be at a drinking party. And if he's an athlete, he shouldn't be partying anyway. The coach isn't going to like that. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So he's at this party, and he's with a couple friends that are not on the football team. And they kind of check out the party, like, okay, it's okay. It's not that great. And they hang out for a minute, and then they're leaving. And this was in the summertime. So as he's leaving, the windows are down in the car on a warm summer night. He's in the back seat of this car with his friends, and some skinny skater dude kid is thinking that okay. he's funny, I think, and sure. he takes a beer bottle, shakes it up, and then puts uh. the beer bottle in the car, and it sprays beer all over Luke and in this okay. car. And Luke okay. is... Those guys are absolutely pissed they are so right. mad 
there were some words exchanged. The kid kind of laughs like, ha ha. Like, now this is Luke's story, but Luke is yeah. admitting, like, this is, I don't know more because, because right. after the kid was hit on the head with the bat, he, he couldn't remember. You can imagine getting hit in the oh, head with the bat. You have very little memory. Yeah. And he's lucky to even be alive. That is exactly true. That's why oh, they wow. charged okay. him with attempted murder. Okay. They were waiting initially thinking they may have to update the charge from attempted to actual murder. It was it was pretty scary for this kid. Oh. And brains are so fragile. Yeah. Like and studying psychology mm-hmm. and I studied with a neuropsychologist for a semester. And it was the most fascinating thing to, to learn about brain injuries. That is scary, scary stuff. Sure. So there's no, like, phys- well, yeah, there's physical, but it's like, yeah, they, they threw beer on you. That is a crummy thing to do. And, you know, testosterone in young men, <laughs> I think it's a terrible combination. I don't believe yeah. they're, we know their brains are yes. not fully developed yes. until we're like 25. So you get these young men with yes. too much testosterone and underdeveloped brains, mm-hmm. and they make stupid decisions. Yes, exactly. So, he... Yes. If you even just start with, this, with the kid that took the bear and shook it up and put it in a car, like most people think, well, you're an idiot. Don't do that. It'll ruin everything Exactly. Exactly. But he's a kid. And yeah. they, don't, they don't think yeah. about, like, consequence. Of, but not worth... Not worth no, not worth doing. And it's what, not worth a bat to your head. Exactly. So no, happened to him. Yeah. Luke and and whoever he was with, they leave, and he's like, "Hey, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go get my football buddies, and we're going to come back and find that kid, and we're going to beat the shit out of him." So he goes to the dorms where the football players oh, all live, no. and he grabs like th- gets like three guys to come with him back to the party. He comes back, but they don't. I mean. Seriously, it was a skater dude. All they had to do was step out of the car. Yeah. And that would, like, the kid would have been right. running. Right. I would have been running. Like, push him off. Holy crap. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. Push and, him off his skate. Yeah. yeah exactly. push, push him off, push his, him off his board. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Boom. Yes. That would yeah. be the only thing necessary. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, he brings his three buddies back to the party. They're, they get out, they're all ready. Like, they're geared up, ready for a fight. Which, I don't even know how you could really have a fight with one skinny biker kid when you have four Division One football players. Right. That's right. not a fair fight. Not <laughs> even. Like, not... And, yeah. and not even close. No, no. And as Luke's getting out of the car, he sees on the floor of the back seat, there's this promotional bat. Okay. And like I say, it's like the size of a police baton. Yeah doesn't no, matter it's a weapon do damage and he grabs that he takes that with him they go wandering around looking for this kid sadly they find him and luke comes up from behind and does one whack bam hard Holy it was hell. very very serious yeah. everyone wow. is freaking out just that one hit he had hit him on the left side of his head so okay. there was bleeding in the brain he had several broken teeth, and that was from the impact of his hitting the ground. Okay. And, of course, okay. the kid is unconscious. Sure. So when he's unconscious, they're, everyone's scared. Luke and his buddies jump in their car, and they take off. When the kid arrives at University Hospital, at the okay, University stop. of Utah Hospital... Stop for a sec. The, so, wait, yeah. wait, wait. So, so, Luke comes up, hits him in the back of the head. The force throws him forward. 
knocks some of his teeth out, does, um, of course, does damage yeah. to his head and stuff. Um, and then the, the football guys, the, the four of them, jump in the car and take off. What did the party kids do? Did they call 911? You said they were freaking out, but what? What they did called nine one one. Okay. Yeah, they called. They called an ambulance. Ambulance arrives, and the kid's unconscious. They rush him to the University of Utah Hospital. The okay. doctors there say they can't believe that he's still alive because his his bla- brain is bleeding. Obviously, at the very least, he has a concussion. <sighs> he's fractured his skull. The fractures are on the left side of his head, so he he got okay. hit on the left side. Okay. Which makes sense because my client was right-handed. So with his right hand, he comes down, hits the kid on the left side of his head. Okay. And the kid immediately goes, like, falls kind of sideways forward, hits his teeth, and knocks some of his teeth out and broke some of them off. Not knocked wow. them all out, but broke them off, which is maybe even worse. And right. the police were stunned that the kid had even lived through this. Wow. And so they charged Luke with attempted murder and aggravated assault. I think I okay, explained so- before. Assault is you're just fighting someone with your hands. That's assault. Okay. Aggravated assault is any time you use anything other than just your hands. So anything oh, that you okay. use as a weapon, it okay. escalates it to aggravated assault. So okay. it's aggravated because he had the bat. Okay. So I get Luke's statement. His big fear... At that time, his big fear was not, oh my gosh, I, I can't believe I did this. Or I'm, I'm so sorry prison. I hurt this kid. Wait, let me guess. His he big fear is... I won't play football. Yep. You are absolutely right. Of are course. they going to kick me off the football team? Yep. Dude. And they did. They yeah. suspended him. They absolutely Rightfully should so. have. Yes. So he got suspended from football and he was devastated. I'll tell you right now, if that would have been my son hit with a bat... I'd have brought the house down. My yeah. child's fighting for his life, and you're worried about a football game? Now, after saying right. that, you know my dad. Exactly. I come from a football family. My dad was nominated for the Heisman in college. Right, exactly. I, I understand he was a football yes. coach. Yes, yes. He lived it. We've done it. You know, blah, blah, blah. My mom has seen probably yep. more football games than, yeah. Oh, and they live They, they live to play. Yes. They live to play. But. Yes. No, I'm just saying as a, a child of an athlete, right? But yeah, but you can see that he's 19. Yeah, you understand. Yeah. You understand the desire, but mm-hmm. you're but you're also a mother. Yeah. And, oh, I would. Yeah, mm-hmm. life like it. It would be horrible. Yeah. So, and I, the parents were very classy, nice looking people. Very like they had some status in the mm-hmm. community, mm-hmm. and th- they were devastated embarrassed their son was front page news for doing a stupid yeah stupid thing yeah and they the parents were devastated hoping that this boy was okay oh i bet because they their brains are developed they're not they're not well they're not dealing with not that this kid is an idiot he wasn't an idiot they're just i just think all boys, it's a difficult thing because they have so much testosterone and it makes them aggressive. It doesn't excuse this by Not any means. by any means. But I do think it's very difficult for a young man to have impulse control with things like this, which is why they shouldn't be at a party. Yeah. They have no business being at a drinking party, acting like a bunch of it fools. Is. Yeah. 
or well, as the yeah. parent of the, so, if you're the parent of the of Luke, not only are you humiliated yeah. and embarrassed because of what he did, and that he's injured someone almost to death, and it's front page news, and yep. then you have to worry about being sued, you know, and all of that for you've worked so yep. hard to help your child. Then you turn on the other hand, the parent yep. of that poor boy that is fighting for his life, you know, yeah. and you're like, listen, there's not enough you could do to Luke to ever make it right for my child. So right. What a battle. Hmm. Right. Okay. So I remember very distinctly our first court date because this was one of my first cases with Jack, okay. one of my first criminal cases. And to walk from Jack's office to the courthouse with him, he was like explaining like, okay, now this is how this is going to work. The media is going to be all over this. We don't make statements to the media. We're not going to talk, but they're going to try to get us to talk. Our job is to protect Luke and to try to protect him from being on camera. So we will walk in front of him so that the cameras can't get him on camera and everything. And I'm like, okay, I'm all ready. And we're dressed up. Of course, Jack is in his suit, shirt and tie, and and I have a jacket on, and we look cool. Professional. Jack has his sunglasses on. We look very professional and pretty badass, if I say so myself. (laughs) We're meeting Luke and his parents at the courthouse, and as we get there, now this is like our first appearance, as we get there, here to Mm -hmm. conquer this. And to protect our client from being on camera. And he's there with his parents waiting for us just outside the courthouse. Just off to the side so no one can really see. We're going in kind of a side entrance of the courthouse. We get there and Jack says, we're going to take the stairs. So Jack kept his sunglasses on the whole time in the stairwell. Okay. I didn't know him well enough to even tease him, but I wanted to say like... Uh-huh. That song from the 80s, like, hey, is your future so bright you got to wear shades, Jack? Like, <laughs> should I have my sunglasses on still? Because I'm thinking my future's going to be pretty good, too. Because we're in the building. Like, is this part? Like, should I keep my glasses on? <laughs> is it part of yeah. us, like, hiding from the media? Because I don't think the sunglasses uh-huh. are going to uh-huh. disguise Jack or his client. But yeah. here's what's hilarious. As we walk down the courthouse hallway to get into the courtroom as we're walking along sure enough there's the media all over they're like they just they it's like they just appear the paparazzi like they just appear from nowhere Uh except it's not paparazzi this is like actual news media so they're in front of us walking backwards to film us while their reporters are with their microphones putting their microphones in our faces like hey hey would you have a comment do you want to make a comment on this case because it's front page news any comment that jack says will especially if luke would talk but here's the funniest part jack and i are walking proud and tall still with his sunglasses on i and i didn't know am i supposed to have mine on i don't know so i didn't i didn't have mine on mine were on top of my head (laughs) so we're walking along and Luke is behind us, and his parents are, like, on either side of him. But here's what's hilarious. I told okay. you Luke is, like, 6'2", like 240, right? Looks like a bodyguard. Right. I'm 5'5", five five and Jack is, like, 5'8". And our goal is to walk ahead so, oh. <laughs> so no one can see. I don't think You're we were fooling anyone. <laughs> like, I think they could see Luke right behind us. <laughs> like... 
<laughs> it was so funny. And just saying. I don't think just those saying. glasses blocked everybody. Just saying. <laughs> it wasn't a car screen. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if, like, if right, it was, like, a little... Right. <laughs> Or maybe it was like a little kid that like closes their eyes and so they think no one can see them. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so, <Sam>? yeah. <laughs> so we go into court and initially there are a lot of court appearances where you in criminal court you show up all the time just to say we're here, we're not running away. Yes, we're proceeding with the case. Everything's good. And this was one of those days and we had many more of them. So we had a number of court appearances, and after about a year of this, and the media was still okay. all over us, because they want to find out, everyone wants to hear what happened to the kid, what sure. happened to Luke that did this to this kid. Did the boy die? No, he lived. Okay. He, okay. And they, so they charged him, they, they kept the charge at two second degree felonies for attempted murder. They didn't okay. reduce it from attempted, they kept it as attempted throughout the process, and then the second charge, again was for aggravated assault. So okay. so here we are, like, fast forward, like, a year later. Now we're ready to take a plea on this. And we get to court, and the victim is there. The boy is there with his parents, and he has some brain damage. They're hopeful that he will completely oh, recover. No. But really, oh, you, no. you just don't know. No. You just don't know with a brain injury how, like, it could be fine now. It might be bad later. But he was okay. Right. But he okay. I, he came in with, like, a cane. He had trouble walking. Okay. It, it was really, really sad. We work out a plea, and Jack hadn't actually told me the plea as we were walking to court. He just said, hey, we've got a plea. We're going to meet with the parents. and Because and we had a number of cases we were talking about by then. And I think Jack kind of wanted to keep it a surprise for me, too, like, here, this is what Ooh. we're doing. I was just yeah. happy that he was going to get a plea because with two secondary felonies, he could serve up to thirty years in prison. And so, okay, so explain. So that. now we have um, a year so later. So explain that really quick. Um, so each felony would be worth fifteen years. Yep. Okay. okay. So, so is how does it so, divide out the years? How does it work? So with the secondary felony, it's one to fifteen okay. years. For each okay. count. And he had two counts. And very likely because of the seriousness of the crime and the publicity, he would likely... It was a very good chance that the judge... And we had a tough okay. judge. This judge was known for being really tough. His name was Judge okay. Mon. And he wasn't unreasonable, but he erred on the side of sure. toughness and, and okay. harder than other okay. judges. So we had worked out a plea. You never know if the judge is going to agree to it. So we get to court, saw the boy, like I say, he was walking with a cane, which was troubling to sure. me because he was a young kid. Like, it's this is life. this is really yeah. tragic that his life was altered yeah. like this. And we put it on the record, and as the plea, they dropped the attempted murder charge, and he pled guilty to a charge of aggravated assault. So one count of aggravated assault is as part of our plea bargain. And as part of that, the victim... He had, he had suffered the skull yes. fractures, and he had healed, but he still had, like, severe headaches. And, like I say, we didn't know if there was going to be some neurological damage that would show up later sure. in his life. And the sad, saddest part was his, his dad said that 
his son had become very withdrawn and afraid to be around people, especially in oh, crowds, no. for fear like of another blow sure. to his head. And er, just a fear of being attacked, I'm sure. Well, and especially when it wasn't face-to-face. This other boy did not see it coming. To get hit right. in the back where you have no idea that someone mm-hmm. is going to be that violent, that's really scary. Right. So he had two felony charges. When you drop one then that up to 15 years is off. Correct. So if they stayed with the felony aggravated assault, his maximum would be 15 years because it's a 1 to 15? Right. But what they did is when we took the plea, they actually kept the aggravated assault. Right. That was still on the table, but they dropped it from a second degree felony, reduced it to a third degree. The most serious was first. Okay. The least serious felony is a third. Okay. So a third degree felony is punishable up for zero to five years in prison. Oh, okay. Okay. But the judge, I told you, it was kind of harsh in part of it and kind of easier on the more other open. part. And so yeah. he took mm-hmm. a little bit, yeah, okay. more open. So he did give him an enhancement on the aggravated assault charge for the use of the weapon in the attack. What does an enhancement mean? It, it could mean a lot of things. It depends on how the Board of Pardons interprets that. Okay. In other states, it's different. In Utah, it means the Board of Pardons can deal with that enhancement. It could add an extra year of prison time. Above the five? Or it couldn't. Yeah. Okay. Over five. Okay. It could add okay. because there's an enhancement. Gotcha. Okay. But then the judge was nice because he ordered Luke to spend a year in the Salt Lake County Jail, which I was, wow, really? But why? I don't know exactly why they agreed to that. I know the family was tired of showing up. I tell you, there are a lot of court dates, a lot of mm-hmm. a lot of hearings, a lot of pretrial conferences, and and preliminary hearing. And there's so much that goes on, and it really is taxing for the defendant. Okay. And not just the, the it's taxing on everyone, right. but it's also what people don't realize is how hard that is on the victim. It is every time you get geared up to go to court, it's pressure. Oh, okay. And so. The family was tired of it. They the just victim, wanted this to be done. So they the agreed to... The victim's family. Yes, okay. the victim's family was tired. Okay. And so they agreed to this plea agreement. So the judge sentenced him, and he could have gotten z- like zero to five in prison. Okay. But the judge was very kind, sentenced him to one year in jail, and then after he gets out of jail, he had 36 months of probation, and then he had a lengthy list of things that he had to do, like... He had to do alcohol treatment, anger management class, which I think he really needed. Yes. Obviously, he had a hard time controlling, like, impulse control in yes. his anger. Yes. 200 hours of community service, and he had to pay restitution. And restitution in this case, it could be a lot because that kid had some big-time medical okay. bills. Okay, okay. They kind of process that as you go through it, so I don't have an actual number on that. Okay. But at the sentencing hearing, Luke was finally finally showing some remorse and he he was sobbing he turned to the victim and his parents and crying and he said i'm sorry if i could give you a pound of flesh i would i'm sorry and the judge in his sentencing he literally said i don't doubt that you're sorry Mm -hmm. but there comes a time when being sorry is not sufficient so i'm going to sentence you to jail yeah so and so why what was really really what why did you think that it was really a blessing that he did one year in jail rather than, was it one year in jail instead of going to prison for that year? He was going to serve his time just in the county jail? 
Is that why he? Is I, that what yeah, because I think for that's why I, that's why I thought it was a blessing for Luke, right? Because I think Luke really wasn't a bad kid. Okay, I really don't. Okay, I, like I say, I I am not excusing it, but no, I no, do no. think these young men with testosterone, it's it's like a lot for them to handle. Okay, and I think had he gone to prison, it could have changed the course of his life because then he is in for him to be in prison with hard criminals like that okay harder criminals it he he could it could put him on a different path okay. so could jail right but i do think for him to spend a year in jail it wouldn't have the same emotional tattoo the emotional scarring okay. in his mind okay. if you say i went to jail for a year then saying i went to prison for a year okay okay i really do think there's a Huge distinction in our souls. Yes, I do too. I'm always hopeful mm-hmm. that we can give someone a chance to be better. Okay. It's not going to change the victim and his family. It's not. And I'm sorry, sorry. Yeah. Very sorry for that. I hate that that's happened. Right. But if we can try to make the best of a bad situation, that's what I try to do. I agree. Especially where the victim's family felt that the sentencing was fair and they were open to the plea yeah. bargain. If they wouldn't have been... Then right. you have to say, okay, that kid got off. But yeah. if, the, if the victim's family right. is feeling like that's a, a harsh enough punishment or the punishment fits the crime, then that makes you feel a little better right. about it. Okay. Exactly. And the victim's father had spoken out and said anything less than a year he wouldn't accept. Okay. But a year in jail, they thought that was fair. And okay. I was impressed that they were being that reasonable. Yeah. That was a good good solution to this. To me, one of the most fascinating parts of this case was right after we did sentencing and we walked we walked out of court because Luke was going to be able to surrender himself to the jail a week later. Oh, so okay. he, they were giving him a little bit of time, then he was going to go surrender and then be there for a year. Okay. And so we went, we walked out of the courtroom, media's everywhere, so we went in this little side room so that Jack could explain to the family, to, to Luke and his parents, what had happened here. And... Again, this is like my second criminal case, so I can't wait. Here I am with this big, legendary, hotshot defense lawyer, yeah. and I am hanging on his every word. Yeah. And we get in this room, and the parents are crying. Luke was crying. I told you this was a right. really emotional sentencing. Luke, had, I told you he'd been really pretty cocky earlier. Uh-huh. Now he was really humble. I'm so sorry. And, man, it, like, the boom is really coming down on him. He's going to go to spend a year in jail. No more college. No more parties. Like, right. this is serious facing your consequence time. And Jack starts explaining, okay, now, you know, I'm, this is the best deal we could get. And, you know, you know the problem with this case? And I can't wait to hear. Like, I'm waiting to hear... What is there like some legal loophole? Is there some legal thing that a new term, something yeah, I'm going yeah. to learn? Mm-hmm. And everyone, like, it was so quiet in that room. We're just waiting to hear what Jack says. And he says, You know what the problem is with this case? You're not supposed to go around hitting people on the head with bats. <laughs> that. <laughs> and I was. I just tried so hard Thank not you. to bust up Thank laughing you, because yeah. Luke is crying. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm so, oh, we I, should have learned that, that when you were five. So, like, I, like, exactly, this should have been a kindergarten lesson, but it wasn't, so here we, here we are in this big high-profile case. Get that out of the curriculum. Yeah, 
and they shouldn't have apparently and, and i'm i'm seriously instead, like i almost just busted up laughing dump, instead they took out don't kiss the neighbor in kindergarten right they, they took right. out the bat right. don't hit a kid in the head with a bat but hey, yes we left in don't kiss your neighbor we, we left in some no stuff we should yeah friends Oh, I I wanted to laugh so bad. It was the hardest thing for me to not laugh because I didn't want to be disrespectful because these people were crying. But no, it was so the caught off guard. I was so caught off guard. Yeah. I was so unprepared. So this is also my PI tip of the day. <laughs> Do not oh, hit, yes, go around tip. hitting people on the head with bats. People with with a bat. <laughs> yes. Do not do that. You will face well, criminal charges. I, I'm writing that one down right now. Okay. Yes, please do. Yeah, don't forget that one. It's important. So I'm writing it down as we speak. I will never, do ever forget hit. that moment because I was so waiting for this inside scoop information from the this great legal mind. And the advice was, you're not supposed to go around hitting people on the head with bats. And no one laughed, and everyone the, the parent, everyone just kind of nodded their heads like, yeah. And Luke just put his head down like, I know, yeah. I know. Okay, well, we got that point across. So Luke spent his time in jail. The only thing I heard about Luke was shortly after that, when he was in jail, it was about Halloween time, and I was at, at Jack's office working on another case. And they, the secretaries were getting a call, and it was from Luke. And it, a lot of clients would call collect. They call oh, collect yeah. from jail mm-hmm. to talk sure. to Jack. And Jack would rarely take their call, but uh, <laughs> rarely take their call. And I said, oh, that's Luke. I hadn't heard. How's he doing in jail? And the secretaries all laughed and they're like, he is the biggest crybaby in jail. He is constantly <laughs> complaining about everything. Like, it is, like, this food is awful in here. This is terrible. My bed is uncomfortable. Like, they're mean to me. Like, this is really my favorite and, pillow. <laughs> right. And it was almost Halloween yeah. that we started laughing. Like, he, I think he's mad because they're not going to let him go trick-or-treating in there and wear a mask and stuff. <laughs> so... I think Luke had quite a lot to learn, and I yes. hope that he did learn it. He, he must have learned something, because I never did have him as a client again. Yes. That is my case. Thank uh-huh. you for listening to Pamela Private Eye.